So, there's a new Batman film out. Mm. It's called The Batman. It's what the third Batman we've had in 10 years. We had Christian Bale finishing in 2012. We then had Ben Affleck for What about two a seven-year reboot cycle currently at the moment for new Batman? Very cynical, very depressing. However, it's got Robert Pattinson in it. Rob, it's got Robert Pattinson in it. Mm. Looks very good. I haven't been to see it yet. James, you've seen The Batman. What did you think? I really liked The Batman, but I, I weirdly watching this film, I don't think it's for everyone. Okay. I, uh, it's, yeah. uh, usually you think Batman, mass appeal, and I had a really good time with it, but I'm also like, I don't think so many people are going to love this. Because mm. I, when I, when I, when I sort of left the, left the cinema, I, I was, I listened to a podcast about it, and I, I was looking at some of the reviews, and I've seen 10 out of 10s, yeah. and I've seen three stars, and I go, that makes sense. Because I think some people will go, this is exactly what I wanted. It's slow, it's plodding. And I think a lot of people will go, boring, far too long, didn't do anything with its runtime. And I actually think <laughs> I actually think it's quite interesting because it hasn't gone, let's make a film for everyone. But isn't that, that sounds more interesting to me than, than consensus homogenized filmmaking. That it's like, this is actually polarizing because it's trying to do something different. That means, for me, what you've just said means they're probably onto something. So, so just before we go into it, the Batman is... The first thing to say about it is that it's completely self-standing. I was quite glad to say that it's not tied to any of the baggage to do with the recent DC films. This is a, a brand new take on Batman. It's similar to a lot of the comics that we've seen, like Year Two, Long, Long Halloween. It basically, you see Batman in his second year of being Batman. There is no origin story. He's this young... Uh, young Batman, who's basically just established his relationship with uh, Inspector Gordon, not Commissioner, like the detective. Um, he's very young, and crimes, they present Gotham as like very run down, really awful, and crimes start happening, and the Batman gets gets dragged into it. Um, and it, it it's, uh, you know when we watched the trailer, and it was really um, stylishly done, and it's very graphic novelly. I've never seen a trailer be so accurate to the exact pace and huh. artistic flair of the film. I mean, how many times have you seen a trailer where you've gone, that's marketing, it's not actually going to cut yeah. and feel like that? That trailer with the Nirvana and the rum dum da dum score is the film, but for three hours. Wow. So if you liked the look of that, and you went, oh, this is very intense and emo and like it's very dark. That's exactly what the film is. Like, yeah, it, the trailer had this amazing uh, undercurrent with the Nirvana song from yeah. the album Nevermind. It's one of like, my favorite songs. And like, it's not just that like they use the song in the trailer. <clears throat> that song is in the film twice. And right. the score of the actual movie is the chords and the guitar from grungy. that. It's grungy. And, and the first thing to say about this is it's really emo. It's like a David Fincher-esque mm. neo-noir. It's, it's so much, it really reminds me of Seven and Zodiac and also like a little bit of Sin City, but not in the bad way. Yes, right, good. Um, and there is one color in this film and it's red. <laughs> and it's, you're either like in total black or you're in total red. And it looks so good. Wow. E even though there are elements about this film I, I, I didn't love. I'm so glad I've seen it because what a, what a piece of art that, that film is presenting. Like there are so many shots where you can't help but like channel your inner 11-year-old mm. and go like, oh, the car and yeah. the suit and look how beautifully lit it is. Like, wow, what a, what, what a like way, what, what a way to present this character. And I think Matt Reeves, who's most recently done uh, Dawn and War of the yes. Planet of the Apes, yeah. Uh, really like Dawn. I don't know so much about about War. Mm. He's now moved it. That that director now has moved into the echelon of whatever he does next, regardless of the IP. I'm yeah. going to be quite interested to see 
what yes. it is because yeah. I really like what, what he's done with this. Um, it's it's a really emo um, yeah. like the one thing I didn't like about it is it, the thing opens with a voiceover from Robert Pattinson with Nirvana playing in the background. It's like the city is lost, uh. the crime sweeps through, um, and they think I'm in the shadows. What they don't know is. I am the shadows. Right. And so, okay, it's, so it's broad, quite slightly generic territory. But yes. It's, it, I think it didn't need the voiceover because it was really effectively communicating those ideas yeah. to me on screen. You didn't need to. And then, and then it has a voiceover at the very end. And I'm like, okay, well, you haven't done a voiceover for the whole thing. You've just used it as a tool to start and end your film. Um, here's, here's, like, oh, oh, just, before I get negative about it, I think this film is really enjoyable. I think, I think it's really, really solid. Mm. My problem with it is it is three hours. Right. Okay. And I think... In three hours, if you're going to ask for three hours of my time, I'm expecting you to have quite a lot of setup and and content in there to go. Yeah, like you you did a lot in those. You used that real estate well. Use that real estate, and you showed off a lot in Lord of the Rings: Return of the King. That's an over three hour movie. They cover a lot. Yeah. In Avengers: Endgame, that's a three hour movie. They yeah. do a whole time heist. They go back. They they kill that. They cover a lot. Yeah. The pace of this film is very slow. There's a lot of pauses, mm. and it, it enjoys the time it takes with its characters. And there's nothing wrong with that. And it's not boring. No, no, it's I was going to say that. Yeah. It's not boring. I just expected at the end of it to have more happened. Yeah. yeah. And and it's like, so the Riddler is the, the villain yeah. in this Batman Paul film. Dano, love Paul Dano. Played by Paul Dano, who's brilliant. And I, I'll get on to the cast, because all everyone is going for it in this movie, and they're really engaged. And I think everyone, not just Robert Pattinson, but everyone is just so on it, and it's really good. The Riddler is a really cool Batman villain. And yeah. he, he, I'm not talking about the, the Jim Carrey oh, version that we've had. As much fun as, as he is. You know, like the Edward Nygma. Oh, yeah. uh, there's nothing wrong with that, and that's really cool. But uh, Riddler, I, 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 my reference point is the Arkham games, if you played them, where like Riddler's a really cool side villain in that but he he, he confronts all of these um like riddles to batman and he has to figure it out and it's this real i love that this film was like this is the world's greatest detective that you've never actually seen on the film he's always been a detective but you never actually see it so is it elements of like cat and mouse he must solve the clues he must solve the clues yeah. and you know you get the sense the riddler's always two steps ahead of him which is always a fun cinematic thing where like your villain is is two steps ahead of you you get to the yeah. next location and they've already set something up but I never found that what the Riddler was doing was ever that clever uh -huh. or special. In three hours, I never went, ah. Right. Wow, look at So look it's at not that. something like Seven? No. Where you think that's, no. oh, that's genius. That's, that's genius. Is there a bit of Seven in this, would you say? So much. It's, uh -huh. it's, it's, it is like a, it's like a David Fincher graphic novel. Right, got So it. it's really like shadowy dark, mm. Seven, Zodiac... Sorry, um, yeah. House of Cardsy, and then you've got that like re really graphic, graphic novel mm. side of it. And I, I, I never, I never, you know, in The Dark Knight, and I'm sorry to make the comparison, when Joker's got the bombs on the two boats, yes, and one has the detonation for the other, and there's that moment where it's like, wow, what are they gonna do? Yeah, how are they gonna? I never had that in this huh. film. As much as it's engaging, I was never like, what's gonna? How yeah. are they? How on earth are they gonna? It, it plods along for mm. for three hours, and I'm like. What did what was what was this? What were we building to? Yeah, it's all very cool and it looks fantastic. I have a question. Yes, I look at the trailer and I see okay, that's great. And I look at the runtime and I'm like, okay, but I see Catwoman, mm -hmm. I see the Riddler, mm -hmm. and I see Penguin. Yeah, I think that is the warning signs of an overstuffed, uh, spread too thin superhero film. Is that true? <sighs> Again, I, th I, th I think it's like I stand by my comment. It doesn't feel like they wasted my time. It's more that like 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 they, all those all those characters are fantastic and they get a really good uh, they get a really good run of it in that film. 
I just wanted something more to have happened by the end of it. I wanted it to end on this, like, wow, look what that built to. And in the end, I was like, yeah, I mean, that's that felt like an episode of a really great graphic novel style show. But that sounds like when we talked about Star Trek Beyond. Is it a little bit underwhelming? It's a little bit. Uh, I think it's, it's much better than Star Trek Beyond, but it felt slightly like, what was the point of making this big film? That, mm. That's really harsh. I think mm. I think it is really cool. But you know, like you, you expect that a rebooted Batman film where they they, they have this plot yeah. that goes and you think, I must, I want to leave that film going, oh, I can't wait to see what they do next. Mm. There's all these directions they can go in. I left it being like, I had such a great time and that was really interesting and beautiful and there's so many elements I think were fantastic, but I don't have much of a... Right. I don't have so many things about the plot I could I could chat with you when you've seen it. There's very little. I'm not going to spoil it, by the way. There's very little I could spoil for you if I told you the whole plot. Huh. That wouldn't ruin the experience for you if I said, this happens, then this happens, then this happens. You wouldn't be like, oh, you, you ruined the whole thing of what yeah. happened. You wouldn't be so like... You wouldn't be so traumatized if I told you exactly okay. what happened. So what I'm getting is it's... Worth my time to see. You should de- you should definitely, definitely see it. it. Definitely, uh, see definitely see it. Definitely see it. Interesting approach. Just don't be surprised if you find it maybe slipping from your mind or just not sticking under your skin or yes. really grabbing you in the, th- the way you would expect to film like that. Don't it's that it's really hard because we. I'd love to review this, uh, you know, in in a vacuum where the Dark Knight films hadn't happened because I think if those films ha- the Nolan Batman films hadn't happened, this would easily be one of the greatest comic book adaptions that has ever been put to screen. Right. The problem is those films have happened. Sure. And therefore, I'm like, you. Yeah. I left Batman Begins in the Dark Knight, thinking, "Wow, yeah. what are they? What an experience that has! Like, completely changed what I thought a yeah. film like that could be." This is obviously like all films have borrowed so much from that. I've not left it going like, "Wow, like mm. what that has changed so much that has redefined." Mm. And that's quite hard for that for that film to huh. to do. And, and I am being really negative of it. That's just like my overall impression that I've left with, which isn't a lot. I, I actually really enjoyed my time with it. Here's what we're going to do. I'm going to go see it mm. at some point, and then yeah. I'll give you my thoughts. And I want we'll to do a spoiler. I'll, we'll do a spoiler it's, chat. Yeah, spoiler chat. We'll do spoiler it. chat. And, and I just want to say, like I said that meant briefly before, the cast are all so good. Uh, Jeffrey Wright as Gordon is, is just brilliant. And he brings this wonderful, like, noir intensity where there's like, this opening scene where there's a crime scene. And this guy's been killed and there's this like horrible duct tape on him and it's in the trailer. It's got no more lies written in red. And there's this duct taped letter that says in creepy writing to the Batman and Gordon's just like, look at this letter. Does this mean anything to you? And then you just hear the Nirvana like, rum, dum, 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 dum. And like Batman just like slowly moseys over. And there's this fantastic moment where you can tell Robert Pattinson is figuring out what it means to be Batman and mm. how it feels. And there's this moment he walks into this crime scene and it's from Robert Pattinson's point of view and all the policemen are staring and turning their heads. And yeah. you can tell he's realizing the effect that wearing the Batman suit yes. has on other people. And, he, and he's sort of learning about oh. the power that he has. And that, like, that's yeah. so much more, there's so much more interesting to do. And he's, he's, he's figuring a lot of stuff out and he's not, he's not mm. got it down. He, he, he's making a lot of mistakes. And you can tell he is feeling out what it is to... To be the to be the Dark Knight, and it's like those kinds of things, especially if you're a Batman fan, you'll really like. All right, interesting. Um, Andy Serkis as well as Alfred, so good. I didn't realize he was in it. Oh yeah, Andy Serkis. I didn't is, know he was um, in that. Alfred, and yeah. Colin Farrell. Oh, Colin Farrell's fantastic in this. Okay, um, great. It does exact. So obviously he's wearing a huge prosthetic. If I I promise you, if I didn't know that was Colin Farrell. I would have no idea. He was Richard Kind. You cannot, yeah, you cannot. (laughs) Or Val Kilmer. You you cannot see Colin Farrell at all. It does exactly what a prosthetic is meant to do, which is you remove 
the impression of yes. the actor playing them yeah. and you're just left with their performance. And uh, you can tell he's having so much fun in that suit. This is one moment where he's speaking to Gordon and Batman. He's like, what the hell is this? Good cop, bad shit cop? <laughs> it's just uh, fantastic. Um, everyone's good. Zoe Kravitz is fantastic. Like, has so much charisma as Catwoman. Uh, Paul Dano is so creepy Always good. he does that thing where he kind of like we're gonna talk like that <laughs> and he gets, it's, it's really unnerving yeah. and uh and and creepy and yeah it's everyone is everyone is really really on form and you know that you know how like saying mark Wahlberg and uncharted clearly phoned it in and wasn't yeah. interested in the movie everyone you can tell is really interested and wants to make it good and that helps when you're asking me to watch three hours of it mm -hmm.